Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Alrighty, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 26, part two of my interview with multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter Dan Kai and bass player Steve Acello. If you're keeping up, we just finished part one, where Dan and Steve talked about how they started playing together in high school and becoming basically the backup band and collaborators with Keith Greninger, who will be the interviewee of my next episode of Songs and Stories. And how they, they actually still play with Keith quite a bit when he's in town, when they're in town together. Um, we also talked about uh, Dan's musical background and his latest Americana gospel release, Treat a Stranger Right. And we heard a couple of cuts off of that. Uh, I want to mention really quick that, again, there are links to go with this conversation on my site, michaelgather.com. If you go to the little section there at the top for podcasts, songs and stories, 25 and 26, there were links to Dan, Steve, and Keith's websites, as well as some other things we talked about in these two conversations. Uh, and also the contest. If you'd like to win an autographed copy of Keith Greninger's latest CD, Glorious Peasant, if you're not on my mailing list, all I ask is that you sign up, and you can do that by going to michaelgaither.com contact. Sign up there, you'll go on my mailing list, and I'll enter you in the drawing for the CD. And if you happen to already be on my mailing list, thanks, uh, just send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com, and mention the Keith CD contest or the Dan Kai interview, and I'll enter you in the drawing as well. So for part two of this conversation, we ended up talking about what it's like to be an independent musician in the age of MySpace and websites and, and MP3s and downloads. And I, I guess the good thing is that it's really easy to get your stuff up there for people to listen to. The sort of other side of the coin is that you can get your stuff up there like all the other thousands and thousands of people are doing as well. So how do you break through and not get lost in the noise? Uh, the bottom line is there's a lot of opportunity to, to get your stuff out there, and that's, that's a good thing. So we'll talk about that. Let's go right back to my kitchen table a few months ago. Here is the rest of the interview with Dan Kai and Steve Acella. Um, so speaking of instruments, yeah. your, do you have a primary songwriting instrument, or do you just um, kind of write on everything? You know, I think I write primarily from the piano and the guitar. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Obviously, you know, I write ditties on horns, obviously, sure. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, but I think uh, there's a few things, I think Steve also has written some songs from a drum, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a few tunes that I've written from a djembe or, or something like that, but I think primarily the guitar and the, and the mandolin uh, comes in mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. The mandolin as well. Yeah. yeah, just once in a while, you know, there's certain songs that just lay on the mandolin real nice, but, you know, basically I'm a pianist and guitarist mm-hmm. as a songwriter, and yeah. the other instruments augment those songs, but... Be looking for a certain tone or a sound, or yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, how about songwriting influences? You, you seem to play more things that I could list or pronounce correctly. <laughs> well, but as far as writers, did you look? Did you look to growing up? Or well, um, so many, you know, yeah. and, and in different genres. Which is a really opening question. Which yeah, kind of fun to ask I mean, I love Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. I think Duke Ellington is one of the greatest songwriters uh, ever. You know, I think Beethoven is also a fantastic composer, songwriter to me, um, you know, and then uh, certainly guys like Ralph Stanley and 
guys like John Lennon and Paul McCartney and uh, you know Van Morrison is a great songwriter mm-hmm. uh, Bob Marley and Peter Tosh you know the Whalers those guys wrote just phenomenal music um, I mean it's kind of endless mm-hmm. uh, John Coltrane is a, is a, has been a huge influence on my writing Willie Nelson Willie Nelson absolutely and Merle Haggard those guys um, and then you know a big influence on me also which a lot of people probably can hear you know is Gil Scott Heron and Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. guys like that and um, Bessie Smith you know and Billie Holiday people yeah. like that that not not weren't just songwriters but were also just really powerful singers and presenters right. of, of melody and, and I can hear Stevie Wonder in your harmonica playing sometimes oh yeah so, you know, for sure really there. Yeah. yeah and and then you know there's players that really influenced me too you know like you say harmonica and I think Little Walter you know mm-hmm. I mean my god he, he created this whole sound mm-hmm. that we we're all still dragging around and, and augmenting you know so yeah it's there's just so many songwriters um, it almost starts to feel silly I mean Bob Dylan huge influence on me it's like man get that rapid fire lyric yeah get that rapid fire lyric thing together and Pink Floyd they were big influences on Steve and I especially as far as arranging songs mm-hmm. Because they were so clever in the studio, you know, with working with tones. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of a wide, strange... Uh, I uh, love Sandy Denny. I love her work with Richard Thompson, you know, from Fairport Convention. Mm-hmm. I love all that stuff a lot. Um, so, you know, really try, try... I've always tried to listen to kind of all over the map and... And pay attention not just to the lyrics and the singer, but also to the composition. And that's right. why, you know, Chopin and Debussy and Ravel are huge influences on my playing and, and my concept of melody and theme. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then there's soloists that really affected me too, like Paul Desmond, just the way he would pick a thematic f- f- uh, idea and play it over, over changes, you know, and keep coming back to that theme. And that really affected my I, my understanding of melody and just keeping it simple and yet real sweet and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So guys like him and Stan Getz, you know, like the work, the work that Jobim did, it's just, I mean, how can you say anything but good <laughs> stuff about that, you know, so. Like you say, all over the map. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love, I love. Like I say, it's a fun question to ask because you get different answers. Sure. I mean, Philip Glass. <laughs> Ravi Shankar, you know, Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie, I, yeah, it's and those Dr. Woody and Merle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those people—they all have their place in yeah. in my understanding of music, and that's the beauty to me of living in this day and age. Of you know, we've got over a hundred years of recorded music, and now we have pretty much mm-hmm. instant access to it. Too. Right, you want to hear something? It's it's right there. It's almost good and bad because I I still remember going to the library as a kid and looking through the. the the, the periodicals of literature to try to find like a magazine article or something, and now you can just look it up on the internet or look for it. But well, I'll tell you, it's interesting because I have dial-up, yeah, and so I can't look up anything. Oh. I mean, it takes me a day and a half to like check. So my I'll email. send you a CD of this podcast. Yeah, you can actually listen to it. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> or I go to places, you know, like oh, I know there's a wireless hub there. I can right actually right. access stuff. But um, it really has changed the 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 road, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as music and, and art and and uh, literature are concerned, mm-hmm. and. It has mixed, you know, it has mixed results. It's good it's for us does. underground guys. It's really I was good gonna for say, us. I was, as, a, as an independent artist, what do you, I mean, it's, I think it's really opened things up a lot. Because I, I was thinking as, a, as, as songwriters, you know, you can get your stuff out there, but you can get your stuff out there like the other hundreds of thousands of people that are doing it. Well, too. you know, it's interesting that you say that. Because, yes, five years ago, 
mm-hmm. if we'd had this conversation, I would have said, absolutely, it's been nothing but good for independent art right. and independent music. And, and now I, I'm starting to wonder because I'm seeing some of the major labels crumble and I'm seeing some of the big, you know, the big stars from those industries getting into our little, right. little fields of Americana and folk music and, and, and independent jazz and stuff like that. And the result, unfortunately for us, is that, you know, guys who are lesser known get lost. How, do you, make, how do you make any noise? Right. Right, and so you know, even, like, even like all the even like all the, the big artists have a heck, even even TV shows have a MySpace page now. Exactly, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. so I've yeah. got a MySpace page, and uh, I set it up with the with an old email, and now I can't get into it. And and you know, we sent like six emails to MySpace, right? And, and, you're, and you write your your one friend Tom, who never actually writes back. Right, but so <laughs> I, I contacted them, and it's like, well, hey, I want to just change my pass, you know, my entrance thing, right? And I talked to some people, they're like, well, you won't hear from them for six months. Yeah. And it's like, well, then why am I doing it? Right. And right. people say, you haven't checked your MySpace page. And it's like, well, I can't. I'm feeding I, my kids and writing yeah. songs and, you know. <laughs> I'd like to, but they won't let me. They won't let me. I'm not allowed in there. Well, it's like when I made my, I created MySpace slash Michael Gaither, but I, I put all the stuff in. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you need an artist page. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. well, can I cancel Michael Gaither? No, because nope. someone has that. Yeah, <laughs> it's me. Right. So then now it's, it's slash Michael Gaither music, and it's up. Oh, there I, it's crazy. It's, yeah. Like I had my stuff through Snowcap, um, which is the which is the right, music yeah. distributor through MySpace. I had that already going through my CD baby. Uh-huh. Uh, so when I went to set up my MySpace, I I wanted to put the stuff, you know, make sure it was available through that. And they said, no, no, somebody's got all your stuff in Snowcap. It's not you. You don't own it. And I went through this thing. It took three weeks for them to figure out. Oh, that's you. Okay, you know. So, <laughs> so it's a blessing and a curse. It is, but you know what? Um, you know, bitch, bitch, bitch. Right. right. I mean, uh, I hated to see Tower Records fold. That's kind of how I really feel about it. You know, it, yeah. I hate to see the record stores and bookstores die. I know. But at the same time, you know, things change and things evolve. Right. And we're in the internet world now, and we have to figure out how to survive in it, just like we figured out. You know, I recorded my first record on two-inch tape, and you know, you can't afford to do that. That's, no. you know, Neil Young can do it. Sure, Neil Young can go. I want to make an anti-war record. Let's hire all these people and do it in the night. And he yeah, can, and he right. can, which is great. God bless him. But oh, he, absolutely, you know, I can't. No, <laughs> and, and, but you know, at the same time, uh, you know, Steve recorded his whole solo album, um, Polar Vision, on his laptop. In his house. Right. You know, and it's great. It sounds great. And so you could not do that 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you know. And I built my own website on the same laptop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like this, this little this little format here, I can interview songwriters and post it, and it gets out there, and I can do it all from my little Mac Mini, which is about four inches square. Right. In the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Literally in the kitchen with a bowl of chips and a beer. And some of my favorite records have been made in kitchens. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think in the end it's all good. Yeah. I think we just have to figure out how it works, and then do a good job. Yeah. yeah. But I do get frustrated. You know, I'd be the first to admit, I do get frustrated with it. And there's times when I'm, I've actually almost gone outside to get the axe and chopped the laptop in half. But oh, we've all felt that. Yeah. 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 So, but it's going to get better. And that's really what I've seen over time. The interesting thing for me is, because I couldn't see, they started me on computers in 1981. Oh, okay. And I had special speech uh, adaptation and stuff. And so, you know, I started on an Apple Plus, mm-hmm. and I've seen incredible change. You know, just like sure. uh, just like now you can buy organic food in the Safeway. I mean, right. you couldn't do that when I, in 1981. So, you know, it, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Now people admit that global warming is a reality. Um, you know, 
So we're waking up. It's like, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So we're getting it together, you know, and, and people are realizing that they don't need the latest, greatest cell phone every six months and that that actually does have an effect on the environment. And, um, you know, my, my uh, laptop that I bought in 2004 still works. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to put Windows Vista in it. It still works. And I think that's where you start to say, well, the technology is is reaching a, a high level where, you know, you don't, you don't need... have to recycle it every six exactly, months. Exactly. And there's a way to recycle it. Right. I mean, my God, you, you know, 15 years ago, what did you do with your old computer? You took it to the dump. I yeah. mean, it's so, you know, we're on the right track. And Steve and I talk about this a lot because, you know, iPods, cell phones, all these things kind of work. Right. Most of the time. And I like that kind of work most of the time. Yeah, and so we're in a fledgling period. Yeah, and it's going to take probably ten or fifteen years. You know, they're talking about uh, 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 the nanotechnology and the um, what are those gigantic, the new supercomputers they're talking about that run on cake or you know organic material, rat neurons and stuff. And when we get all that stuff going, you know, it's going to be a different world. Yeah, when the computer can actually say, no, no, you don't want to do that. That's a bad decision. I, I think we should do this. In fact, I just did it for you. <laughs> Trust me. Trust yeah. me on this one. Right. It's I'm okay. smarter than you. I'm not Hal. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when the, I, when I started seeing the iPhone commercials, I, I'm like, yeah. I don't need that much tech. I, actually, yeah. first of all, I didn't want to carry 300 bucks on my hip. Second yeah. of all, I want a phone that I can drop in the toilet, God forbid, if I have to. Right. You know, and then it's still, and then it clean up. You know. Right. I mean, my kid's always biting my phone. Right. You know, putting right. it in her mouth and stuff. So I'm going, okay, I don't think the iPhone is. You want to go chew on the iPhone, dear? That, that's not going to work. But now here's my complaint about all that. Blind people can't use any of that stuff. So come on, people. Mm-hmm. Good let's, point. Let's get a, you know get that together. I, I wanted to call Mac and say uh, or Apple, you know, and say, hey, this iPod thing is great, but you know, I want the one Stevie Wonder has because I know he's got one that he can run. I can't run an iPod. I mean, it's really who can remember seven thousand songs? Right. Oh, I want you know songs six thousand swirls of your thumb. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I hate jog wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a keyboard guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, I just think it's amazing to be alive right now. It's all know? in all, life is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't, we're not. Malaria is not a big problem in the U.S., and, and we're blessed to have pretty good medical industry. And you know, if we could just get the bankers and the lawyers and the insurance companies out of it, I think uh, life would be pretty good. We're coming around. They're yeah. coming around. Yeah. So I'm really optimistic. Uh, if I weren't, I wouldn't have two children. Right, exactly. And to me, that's like the greatest form of conscious activism that you can do. And so we're trying to... I have enough faith to have a couple of kids and bring them in and... Yeah, and try to make good people who make good decisions. And I just feel blessed, you know, to have that opportunity and get to share music with people. So... And um, at some point, you move past dial-up. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't. What I want to say is you're you're up in Washington now. You moved from the Santa Cruz area a couple years ago. Now, now let's not, you know, they do have DSL in Washington, just not where I live. I I, I chose to live in the middle of nowhere, so uh, I paid what, 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 What made that move? You know, it's interesting. My father moved up to the Panhandle of Idaho like 19 years ago, and he bought a couple of little river lots in eastern Washington. And a few years back, he asked me if I would ever want to move up there. And so at the time, uh, Steve and I th- said, yeah, let's do it. You know, we'll go in on it together. We'll uh, build a recording studio. We'll live up in the woods. And then we both got married. Mm-hmm. And so uh, suddenly the house got real small. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still owe Steve a bunch of money. But uh, we're <laughs> so you're there as well. No, actually not. You're there as well? Up front? <laughs> I was up there for a couple years, and now I live in Monterey. Okay, so you're back. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. back. But we're still hanging out all the time. Yeah. Plenty. I'm a commuter, actually. I'm a. I'm a. Speaking of, you know, in bad environmental 
decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I burn a lot of carbon. Like I'm a, or create a lot of carbon because I'm down here about every two or three weeks. I was going to say, yeah. So, so you're traveling quite a bit. Um, Are yeah. you playing and traveling, or just coming down here? Or? Oh no, I travel all over. You know, yeah. Canada and the U.S. Um, but I'm down here a lot because you know I grew up here and I right. have a lot of connections and work and and uh, and friends and family down here. So I'm down here pretty often, at least once. It seems like once a month or so I'm here. And uh, well, just make sure you keep playing when you come down. here. Oh, that's the only yeah. yeah. It's a byproduct of my existence. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna do this big Don Quixote's gig uh, uh, on on Saturday, Saturday on the eighth, and uh, hoping folks will get up there. We uh, we uh, we're excited to kind of share this new record, and I'm actually bringing a drummer uh, named uh, Garrick Simonson down, um, and he actually did all the artwork on the CD. He's a fantastic uh, artist. It's a great cover. Yeah, and uh, I'm holding it in front of the microphone in case you can't see. Very it. It's good. A great cover. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you can, you know, um, obviously I'm, I'm dayankai.com, uh, mm-hmm. which is D-A-Y-A-N-K-A-I. And um, Garrick, uh, his website is simonsonartstudio.com. And uh, he's got some great uh, artwork up there for people who are interested in that. Um, and then there's steveuccello.com also. Just so, got it set up, yeah. And we're all linked. Crazy. We're all linked. So if you can remember one of those, you can right. you can get to all of us. And I'll link those into the podcast notes, so those they'll all be there as well. Great, that's wonderful. Cool. And thanks for doing this. You're doing a great service. This is cool. For, it's 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 mutually beneficial. It's kind of like it's it's this really neat sort of cross. I mean, you know, I get to interview art, I get to interview songwriters, I get some traffic to my site. They get an interview posted on their site. It's yeah. just it's a very cool thing. Yeah. Well. And that's the beautiful aspect of what we're talking about. You know, it's right. grassroots, independent. Speaking of independent, you can you can put up a website, you can do this stuff, you can get your music out there, you can interview other people, and it's all available for people to, to grab at. Right, yeah. right. Cool. Well, once again, the new CD is called Treat a Stranger Right. You can get it at dayandkai.com or cdbaby.com. And if you're not sure, just go to michaelgaither.com. There'll be lots of links where you can buy this thing. And, you know, by all means, uh, my, my big thing is, hey, keep supporting live music and public radio and, and, and things like this. Just keep providing the support and letting people know, like Michael, who are doing this kind of work, that you're uh, appreciating it and that, and that it means something. Because that's, that's why we're doing all this. And that's what keeps it alive. So there you have it. Dan Kai and Steve Acello talking about independent music and... You know, I wasn't fishing for compliments, but it's nice to hear some kudos about the podcast and see people that appreciate it. Um, instead of ending with my usual bouncy theme music, I'm going to end with the a little bit of the title track from this CD. But again, I want to remind you that uh, once more, the contest, if you want to win the autographed CD from Keith Greninger, send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com, or sign up on my mailing list, michaelgaither.com slash contact. Check out my website, michaelgaither.com, for links to... Day and Steve, Keith, and a bunch of other stuff related to this, this conversation around my kitchen table. If you have any comments about this podcast, again, send me an email or go to the website and click on the comment button. Thanks for listening, and in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Keith Greninger. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And here's a little bit of the title track from Dan's latest CD, Treat a Stranger Right.
street, a stranger ride Long ways from home Everybody ought to treat a stranger right A long ways from home Careful how you treat a stranger Mind you turn away But be sure that Drive him from your gate Everybody ought to treat a stranger right Long ways from home Everybody ought to treat a stranger right Hey, long ways from home Be mindful how you speak Be careful how you go Straight up. 